Hi, listeners. This is Dan. Before we start the show, I need to let you know about a few upcoming events. On Thursday, March 28th, 2019, the Project Fibonacci Foundation is holding the first annual Women in STEAM Congress, part of the Project Fibonacci livestream series, in cooperation with Utica College and Women Ties. This is a professional development and networking event for high school and college-aged women, featuring a women in entrepreneurship panel. Seeming is limited, so reserve your spot by going to projectfibonacci.org or getting your tickets on Eventbrite. On May 9th, the Lifestream professional development event, Discovery, Learning, and the Future, for STEM educators, school counselors, proponents of STEM with the arts, or STEAM, industry professionals, and community leaders, is happening at the Delta Lake Inn. Educators can earn PD credits for attending through their affiliated BOCES. And we're accepting nominations for the 4th Annual Project Fibonacci STEAM Leadership Conference, which is July 28th through August 3rd. Students entering 10th grade through junior year of college will take part in hands-on, immersive, team-based, and project-based learning. And this year, their project is to design a Mars colony. You can get information for all of these events at projectfibonacci.org. And now, let's start the show. Cherish your dreams because that's the only thing that's unique to you. And don't let anyone tell you that you cannot get your dreams come true. Welcome to Steamcast, where STEM and the arts collide. I'm your host, Dan Kostelik, and together we're going to have conversations with the brightest lights and rising stars in the fields of science, technology, engineering, the arts, and math. Exploring the world that we live in, the science that makes it all possible, and the art that makes it interesting. This is episode nine, and we're kicking off Women's History Month with a brief but very inspirational conversation we had with Dr. Debbie Berebishes, the host of Outrageous Acts of Science and the very first Mexican woman to earn a PhD in physics from Stanford. Debbie spoke with Project Fibonacci Foundation media intern Jasmine Milner at the 2017 Project Fibonacci STEAM Conference. I first want to talk about, you're the first Mexican woman to earn a PhD in physics from Stanford, right? That's right. Can you talk to me a little bit about the struggles that you faced getting there and maybe some kind of backlash you might have faced along the way? Sure. So I grew up in a fairly conservative community in Mexico and from a very young age, people told me that physics and math were not for girls and that I should probably better pick a career that was more feminine, like communications or uh, journalism. And it was great for other people, but I didn't want that. And so from a very young age, I felt very insecure about my math skills, Mm -hmm. and I learned to hide my love for physics. And so uh, even my counselors in high school and my teachers, they were no better. They also told me, you better pick something that, you know, more traditional. Mm -hmm. My mom even told me, don't tell boys that you like physics because you stand the chance of not and being able to get married, which oh, no. almost happened. No, I'm kidding. Oh and gosh. so what happened was uh, when it came time to go to college, I chose philosophy mm. because that was a more accepted path. And when I was studying philosophy, I realized that my hunger to learn physics and the laws of nature and learn about the universe was not going to go away. Right. So behind everyone's back, I did a very kind of rascal thing for my community, which is I applied to schools in the U.S. because I knew there I could study, well, here I could study both majors, philosophy and physics. And I was very fortunate to get a scholarship because my parents couldn't have paid the difference in in price from an American university to what we were paying in Mexico. So I I went to Brandeis University. I was very fortunate. And there I met my mentor, who was a PhD student in physics from India, who devoted his entire summer to tutoring me and mentoring me to be able to switch from philosophy to physics in only two months Mm -hmm. so that I could 
fit, fit the whole physics degree, the whole BA, in two years as opposed to the normal four years. Right. So do you still get that kind of backlash now, even after you've proven yourself countless times? Yeah, there's definitely what I would call uh, subtle biases. Right. So what I went through was actually quite overt. Mm. And those biases are sometimes difficult, but they're easier to fight because people are directly telling you you can't do it. So right. you can become even more feisty and have even more self-confidence to actually achieve achieve your dreams. Whereas subtle biases, like when, you know, when I would work, uh, I remember even in Wall Street, I, I worked for a few years and I would go to a meeting and I was the quantitative person knowing right. all the models and they would think I was the assistant of course, to okay. the salesperson and things like that. And yes, there's definitely what people often call mansplaining where yeah. men think, you know, <laughs> right. you don't no, understand. I definitely know. To, yeah. <laughs> so what would be your advice then to young girls that are in your situation that you were in about maybe they want to go into physics but they're yeah. afraid of that backlash? or To believe in themselves cherish your dreams because that's the only thing that's unique to you and don't let anyone tell you that you cannot get your dreams come true anyone can do it if I was able to do it without you know probably with very little background anyone can do it just follow what you want and follow your passion that's fantastic thank you one more question yeah um, how do you feel about the incorporation of the arts into the stem program so we call it steam here yes. at project Fibonacci. what's your view on that i absolutely love it i think the fact that uh, people have differentiated arts from the sciences yeah. is a mistake because i do think that uh, the most creative people make the best both scientists as well as mm -hmm. artists right. and so uh, while I think that scientists can learn a lot from that out-of-the-box thinking that artists generally have I think also artists can all can learn Definitely. from the rigor and structure that science brings uh, to the, the field. So that was fast. But that wraps up today's conversation on Steamcast. Don't worry, though. Dr. Debbie Brebeshez will be back for a longer episode soon. You can follow her on her website, sciencewithdebbie.com, and on Twitter, at Debbie Bere, which would be at Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E, B-E-R-E. Steamcast is a production of the Project Fibonacci Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization whose mission is to introduce our youth to a culture of interdisciplinary STEAM learning, teaching them to become creative, independent leaders of community resurgence. You can learn more by going to projectfibonacci.org. Steamcast was written, produced, and hosted by me, Dan Kostelik. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Kostelik. Technical support is by Andrew Berger. The music in the show is by The Live and Breathe from the album Reet. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you listen to music. Please subscribe and rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. And also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com slash Project Fibonacci. And on Twitter, we're at ProFibonacci. That's P-R-O-F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I. -C -C Thanks for listening. Keep moving forward. Full steam ahead.